And we have a very special guest in studio, Perry Janius. How are you, sir? Very good. Thank you. Thank what you a pleasure. Me. Oh, what a pleasure to have you here. You have uh, walked in. First of all, you're rocking a Pete Rose Expos warm-up jacket, which I'm assuming is the real McCoy. From 1984 when he broke the, uh, well, not when he broke it, when he hit for, got his 4,000th hit. That, um, and the year after he broke it with the uh, Reds. Exactly. That, that wonderful record. half season that he's That half season that I think those whole 82 at-bats that he came in with. You know what? We all, the half season doesn't matter. He played for the Expos. Bartolo oh, Colon only played a half season too, Good right? Lord. That's one of the bigger jerseys you'll ever see in your I life. I bet that is, uh, oh, yeah. I, big boy. <laughs> have you seen him lately flailing whenever he's, he's at bat? It's incredible. <laughs> I don't understand how this guy is even... Still managing to do what he does. But. Yeah, well, he might end up being the last expo. Who knows? We'll, I think uh, so. We'll see. Now, Perry, uh, I met Perry at the Olympic Stadium in March. Yep. You were, uh, we had been friends on Facebook before that sure. because you run the Montreal Expos memorabilia page on Facebook. Correct. You have no affiliation with the Expos. You're a diehard fan, right? Diehard fan from the day. Hmm. The when- only Montreal team I follow. Wow. The Montreal Expos. When did you start collecting memorabilia? It's funny. Uh, I think I think collecting is a is a uh, sort of evolution. Like okay. when I was young, I started with uh, hockey cards, like all other kids. So right. I'm a, I'm a product of the uh, hippie generation. I was born in '67. So by the time the '70s rolled around, you know, elementary school started. I was one of those kids. I used to watch other kids uh, take their cards and put them on their spokes on their uh, on their bikes, or almost as horrible, put them up against a wall and just whip cards. And if sure. you knock them down, you collect. I think that's an early form of gambling. I'm, I'm not sure, but when I used to watch this, <laughs> but I used to watch it in horror and go, "No, blasphemy! Give me those cards! You're ruining them." So I think that's where it started. And as I got older. Uh, my love for the Expos was always there, but it grew. And uh, as they got better, the 80s were just, like, amazing. I Hockey cards are something that, you know, you have to go take them out of. Look, like, I had cards from the 50s, 60s. I was always into vintage stuff. So I used to look at them once in a while. But then I found myself saying, you know, I want something that I could look at every day. I want to go down in my basement and I want to see my stuff and I want to... Just reminisce, because when you get older, you try to hang on to all those uh, memories as uh, as a child or as a teenager. Yeah, so, the nostalgia factor is pretty that's huge. It. So I, I would say about 20 years. Okay. Like I was in my uh, mid-20s, I would say. And uh, your collection now, is it's mainly Expos or Montreal baseball stuff. I was talking about before, you have a piece of the scoreboard from Delorme Downs. Yeah, I have a piece of the scoreboard. I got that from uh, the McCord Museum. They had done that, uh, that uh, yeah, baseball I remember that display. Yeah. Exactly. I have a poster from that. Cool. Yeah. So that's what I got. I got that sure, from there. I get there. the poster. He gets the scoreboard. I needed the scoreboard. <laughs> when, I, when I saw that, it was like, well, I'd love to say love at first sight, but I've had love at first sight with a lot of my items. But uh, that's awesome. But... It's funny now that my Expo stuff is is pretty much there. I'm still missing a few pieces that I want, but the Royals is is something that it, it's historical and it just reminds you of who we were. We were a baseball town. We'll always will be a baseball town. You don't you don't bring up Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, uh, Campanella, uh, Lasorda, Roberto Clemente, Roberto Clemente. You know our history is is richer. You know after, 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 tense, after yeah. the after the Yankees, man. I think we got a lot of history. Well, right. uh, your collection numbers how many pieces now, approximately? I would say uh, a little over five hundred. Okay, let's uh, let's start with a couple of the items that you've brought in today. You're uh, you've, you're bring- first of all, everything is in Gary Carter's suitcase. Yeah, his uh, luggage actually from the days when he used to travel with the Expo. So I'll. Uh... I don't know if there's a look here, whatever, but I'll just say it for the radio here. Yeah, we Sean's got... going to come and take some pictures, oh, cool. and okay. we're going to tweet them out at the uh, TSN 690 MTL 
What's the, uh, Sean, the uh, Twitter account for TSN? It's TSN 690 Radio MTL. Very nice. Yes, so you can follow it there, and I'll be retweeting it through the Kaufman Show as well. So when I when I had a chance to pick up this, I got it from a gentleman who bought it from uh, apparently Gary's old, uh, one of his business managers or uh, in another business. I'm not sure what the, the story was there. But when I got it, when I saw it, I had to have it. I struck a deal with the guy, and uh, he told me, do me a favor. If you ever get it open, let me know what was inside. <laughs> And he goes, I don't know, I hear something, whatever. So the first thing, of course, like a little kid, when I got it, I rattled it around. And you hear, I heard a little clinking sound. And I go, I'm not going to break it. I'm not going to break it open. I'm just going to leave it, whatever. And then when we met each other at the, um, at the Love Fest uh, in the March. Olympic Stadium, yeah. yeah um, who passes by the booth? And I was down. My son was at the booth, the real Peter Jangus. And uh, <laughs> uh, Sandy and Kim Carter passed by. And uh, Kim Carter goes, is that my, uh, is that my dad's? And uh, my son goes, uh, absolutely. And she goes, uh, and then Sandy goes, was there anything inside when you bought it? I go, guys, I have no bloody clue because I never, I've never opened it. And she goes to me, do you mind? And I said, you know what, please, please, please do so. And she goes, my dad had a horrible memory. Everything ended in eight. <laughs> and the first thing she tried was 008. And it worked. And voila, it worked. <laughs> but there was nothing inside. It was just like one of the belts of the luggage that was clinging oh, in. So okay. it was bittersweet, but I just thought that was the best thing. I thought that was uh, awesome. Well, it's a great story, and it's full today. And we've got about 20 minutes to go through cool. uh, all the memorabilia that you brought and have a little show and tell on the radio today. So uh, uh, what do you want to start with? I'll start with another thing that uh, another item that uh, we brought up at the Olympic Stadium, because Steve Rogers was, was also with uh, Sandy and Kim. And um, I, he saw my game-used rookie jersey of his. Oh, wow. 1973. Wow. And that was another funny story because um, Steve Rogers goes to me, no, this is not my first jersey. I wore flannel. And I go, yeah, it's possible you wore flannel, but you didn't wear flannel your first year. And he goes to me, are you sure? I go, 1972 was the last year for Major League Flannel. Everybody started a, uh, cotton, uh, wool, uh, a cotton polyester blend. And I told him that uh, you're wrong. And I go, this was your jersey of uh, 1973. And um, what, makes this, it. what makes this so beautiful to me, first of all, it's that cream color before they went to white, awesome. isn't it? Yeah, it's and like an off-white. There's this red, white, and blue stripe on the sleeve that um, it's specific to only a few years, right? That's right. This went up to the years where the, the rocket uh, stripe started down the, uh, right, down the jersey. Right, which I have the on, on exactly, my jersey what you have on, exactly. Yeah. And uh, that lasted, what, we're talking 73 till about 1970, no, 1980. 1980 is the first year the um, that style of jersey that you're wearing came in. Just gorgeous. And uh, he was, uh, it was interesting because sometimes, you know, it's a long time and Rogers has grown in years and they don't always remember what they had. But I told him, I guarantee you, might have worn one in spring training maybe right. or in the minors in 72, whatever, but I guarantee you that you didn't wear a flannel jersey in the pros. Did he sign that to you? or did No, he signed this it? in his rookie year. Oh, neat. And for, for everybody who remembers, I also picked up um, a baseball that was signed by Rogers from uh, a Philadelphia Phillies uh, reporter. And his first major league start was a one-hit shutout against the Philadelphia Phillies in 1973. So that... For me, that ball and this jersey go together hand in hand, and I think it's amazing because a lot of people forget how great a pitcher Cy was. Awesome, oh, yeah, awesome, awesome. Of course. Well, unfortunately, he gets uh, he gets tarred for for Blue Monday and for he Blue meant Monday. So much a more game, a game franchise. which he wasn't even supposed to be in. Exactly. And what are you going to do? You can't uh, you can't 
you can't base the guy on one pitch or one uh, one at bat. What's next? Okay, what do we got next? I brought a. Uh, what should we go with? We'll go with Andre Dawson. Okay. This is the jersey from his 1982 All Star year. Oh and the, wow! And the year we hosted the All Star game. And this was also signed by Andre. That's not fantastic. the easiest man to get an autograph uh, from there. Yeah, he's so mellow, so either a soft spoken or he just doesn't want to be bothered. I don't know he's which one it is. Incredibly soft spoken. I, uh, I've got. I can't remember who I was talking to that spent some time with Dawson not that long ago and got to know him. It was during the '81, um, during the '81 gala reunion weekend. Sure. And and this person had. Oh, I know who it was. It was Ken Doran. He used to work at uh, at TSN. And Ken uh, said that he spent some time with him and really got to know him outside of the baseball realm and he's just this quiet classy dignified human being oh awesome he put up with a lot of stuff here in montreal yes, early in did. his career and whatever but um you know oh that's when, very cool with the all-star game patch with the all-star game everything. patch and this was uh you know an incredible year for all expos fans we had so many all-stars there we have we had dawson rogers carter reigns and uh, who am i missing were we for and oliver and al oliver so that was an incredible year for us i remember being at that at that game also. And <laughs> One more before more we go memories. to break, Perry. Let's uh, look at this blazer. Oh, cool. Because that's something else. That is uh, That almost looks like a Don Cherry blazer. Yeah, it here. almost does, not it, though? Eh? And then look at that. There's a CBC logo on it. There's a great CBC logo on it. And uh, I have a, actually an actual picture that I got from uh, Denis Brodeur's collection. Uh. And when I saw it, I go, is there any chance I could find, if I could find one of them? I, Dave Van Horn would have been awesome also. But uh, the Duke... Wore this blazer in uh, all his glory in the early uh, late seventies, early eighties. So this and was the Duke sport coat from Duke CBC sports, uh, yep. when when baseball when Dave and Duke would do baseball That's on right. CBC. And when you go in the uh, the inside pocket, you see that the date is also marked nineteen eighty three, and it's tailored exclusively for Duke Snyder. Wow. So that's, you know, all the provenance you need as a collector. Right. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a picture and you're looking for an item that you can actually match it, which is the ultimate that's very cool. Experience, if you like. Very cool. We've got uh, several more pieces uh, to look at uh, in the next 15 minutes. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. Be sure to be following the TSN 690 Montreal. Uh, why do I keep screwing this up? TSN 690 Radio MTL Twitter account. I'll be retweeting through the Kaufman Show as well. Man, you have put such a smile on my face bringing in your memorabilia this afternoon. You can see uh, Perry's entire collection on Facebook at the Montreal Expo's memorabilia page. We will also be uh, putting out some photos on Twitter and Facebook. Of And uh, I see an old Montreal Royals cap. Remember we were talking about the Royals and all the great stars. I don't think, like, even though we've had the greatest names uh, pass through uh, Montreal, like we said, Robinson, Capanella, and everybody, I think the, the best Royal of all time, we're talking purely Just on royal. the field, right. we're talking on the field, was Tommy Lasorda, our winningest pitcher in, in our history. And here we have uh, his game-used cleats from the early 1950s. Oh, wow. And his game-used Royals cap, which unfortunately has been massacred. The bill is a little bit uh, messed up and everything, but after 70 years, it gets a little bit like that. What a small hat. So, yeah, a small hat. And it's feet wow. look like about average, you know, whatever. I don't think Lasorda doesn't strike me as a big man anyway. No, well, no. maybe round. Yeah, I was going to uh, say he was wide, never a little not, bit wider uh, than whatnot. Wide, not tall. Absolutely. <laughs> so and that and was someone who that. always had such fond memories of, of Montreal as well. Always had. Even when we lost our team, uh, even when we were going down in the uh, in the two, in the year in the early night in the late nineties and early two thousands, he never had a bad word to say. He said, "This is a baseball town." It's like he understood. 
exactly what was going on. And I think he might have been the only one in professional baseball that knew what was going on. And yet, he's the guy that got UP kicked out of a game. Yeah, what are you going to do? I guess, you know, he's also the guy that got hit by Guerrero's bat at the That's All-Star right. game. Yeah, I forgot so. about that. That was kind of a that funny That was also moment. a classic Lasorda You're moment. You're absolutely yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, moving on to, uh, I see an old glove here as well. Let's go to something I just picked up recently, and this is very exciting because it transcends into the world of hockey. This is a ball signed by Maurice Richard. Oh, wow. This is an International League ball, meaning this is like circa probably 1950s. And, right. Well, and the I Royals left in what, uh, 62? The end of 58, right? No. Or 58, 58 or 59 was her last year, I okay. believe. And uh, the, the, the great thing about this is this is the only glove Maurice Richard That's the ever baseball glove? owned. Oh, wow. And I have Charlie, a, gotta uh, grab a picture I have of a this. Signed, I have a signed letter from uh, the Rocket that says that this is the only glove he ever wore. And you'll see even his... Is number nine in the inside oh, the pocket. Neat. That is so cool. And, and on you had my, put and up my, a picture a couple of weeks ago of him. Exactly. And I, I actually retweeted it. I thought it was fantastic. Which is so awesome. Him in a, in a Lachine baseball uniform. Yeah, and, and smiling. And I want to try and see. I, I need to get to Lachine and just maybe go to the library or just find out what exactly he was doing. Because you hear that back in the day, everybody used to moonlight. Was this a just a hobby or was he actually getting paid some money to do this? Because back in the day... Nobody was making money in professional right. sports. Well, I remember hearing once that uh, Doug Harvey could have had a major league career if he had wanted. Really? That he eh? was that good an athlete. That's wild. And uh, I have no reason to doubt it with the Rocket. But the thing that really struck me about that picture of Richard was that he's smiling ear to ear. Yeah. And it's so rare to see him smiling when wearing the Habs stuff. He's, That's it. I, and I want to so find out. He's so dialed in. He's so focused. That's it. And I so. want to find out what year exactly that was from. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing some research. And that's the great thing about collecting historical like historical stuff is just finding out where it came from, how it came to be, and whatnot. I'm sure it's just given you such a an, uh, greater appreciation for the history in this town as well. Absolutely. Not just baseball. But and when the- I started, I didn't have that appreciation. Oh, that's... I, 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 knew, the, I knew the Expos. I knew my, my star players. I knew my Carters, my Dawson's. Uh, I got to learn about Rusty Staub. I got to learn about Coca-Cola Boy. I got to learn about... I just got... I picked up a Boots Day jersey from 1970. Oh, wow. Uh, it's just... You, you you get to see the love affair that Montreal had with baseball in the early 70s. Watching Jerry Park. I only went to one game at Jerry Park in my life because, uh, whatever, by the time it closed, I was seven. Uh, no, nine. I think I went with my Little League baseball team. So my memories <laughs> aren't that, that you know, like well, lo- I have no locked Jerry in Park, on uh, Jerry Park. Uh, I have no Jerry Park memories. My... Uh... My baseball memories are Olympic Stadium only. Yeah. And just, you know, I was covering the Rogers Cup this weekend, and I, I'm at Jerry, I'm at the tennis stadium, yeah. and I look I over. I refuse to call it that. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm The press box area is on the top level, and I took a little walk, and I realized, hey, there's the swimming pool. How many home runs were hit into that, in that pool? pool yeah. And then just the thought of being outside and, and being at this ball game, and then walking out of the quote-unquote stadium, and you're in this beautiful city park, and... The, the feelings of nostalgia for something that I never even witnessed were so strong this weekend. That's it. But if you go if you go on like if you Google or go on images or whatever you want to find, if you if you just look at the pictures of the people at Jarry Park, uh, watching games, you know, like uh, whether it's dignitaries, I have pictures with uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau wearing an Expos cap at the game. Donald Sutherland awesome. was whatever. When you when you see these people. And and all the fans around him, they look like they were just having a great time. And I want that back. I want that open air stadium. Uh, that's the feeling we need to have. And and uh, well, maybe one day, maybe one day, <laughs> maybe, maybe one, one day. day, Perry. We got a few minutes left. Let's uh, let's go through this. Let's start with the cleats, Quickly. and then we'll end with the baseballs. Gary Carter's uh, All Star cleats from two All Star games, which he won the MVP in 1981 oh, wow. and in 1984. 
in uh, 81, it was in uh, Cleveland's uh, Cleveland Municipal Stadium. Yep. And in 84, it was at Candlestick. In Candlestick, he hit, I believe it was Candlestick. Let me just check my uh, notes here because as you get older, you forget everything. Uh, <laughs> no, it was in Cleveland where he hit two home runs. Okay. And he won the MVP. And like I, like I said, the best thing about collecting memorabilia is when you can actually match the cleats to the event. And I was able to actually match the, the cleats he wore. We'll do that for the camera. Amazing. To hey. the cleats that he won the MVP in. That's some pretty good detective work there. Oh, you got to do that. That's and and, and that's, that's also the fun about collecting. Of if, course. If you can put a piece to a time and place, it's the most awesome thing. So that's since fantastic. we're running out of time, we'll move right along. Yes. The first pit, the first ball ever thrown out at uh, Jerry Park. The, the first, first Expos game. ball thrown out. Like the ceremonial first pitch for exactly. the first game at Precisely. Jerry Park. Precisely. And, okay, first of all, how did you know that you were getting, like that it's not just some ball? Good question. Thank you. Uh, you got a, the source. Okay. And I was able to get it from the collection of uh, Bowie Kuhn, wow. the ex-commissioner of baseball, who was like, I think he had over a 20-year stint over there. Not very ceremonious, but he had his uh, run-ins, and uh, he was the commissioner, and his estate sold all his uh, memorabilia, everything that he collected throughout the years as commissioner. And I was when I saw this, I, I had to have it, because you have Charles Bronfen on here, you have Jim Fanning, you have Lester B. Pearson, you have Jean <laughs> Drapeau, you have Jerry Snyder, and a bunch of other people. Wow. Awesome ball. That is the most... Uh, I haven't seen a baseball signed by a prime minister before. Yeah. Well, no, the, the, actually, it's quite fam- it's quite popular, that uh, actually, presidents. So that ball you is... Lot- yeah, you see a lot of presidents, but that ball is signed by... Everybody who had a piece of baseball being in Montreal, exactly at that at that at that moment. And if you once and again, the baseball is, is labeled. There's a date on it. Yeah, sure. August fourteenth, nineteen sixty eight, when we were granted our um, our franchise. Wow, that was the day. Wow, I, I'm Great so times. happy you've come in today. There are uh, two pieces left. I see a. Uh, we'll start with the uh, the ticket book from. Uh, oh, the ticket, the which ticket. I have as well. That is a, an unused season ticket book from the 2003 season. Yeah, and the, the the great thing about this ticket book, of course, is that it's the only one that has all the uh, ex players. It's like an all star. Right. Uh, it's like an Expos all time all star team, and you get to see all your ex players, your old players, no matter what age you are. You get to see that, and this was supposed to be a gift for you, but now that you have one, uh, I don't know if I'm going to give it. We're going to give it. We're going to give it to Sean. Here you go, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. I'll get you something else on the you flip know what, side. You know, you know who would love this? My my wife. She's really? Gonna, she's going to love this. She, awesome. Through and through, Expos fan. Oh wow! Yeah, you're so lucky because cool. my wife wants to kill me and throw me out of the Thank house. <laughs> so good for you. She's, she's actually going to love this. Awesome. That's great. So and, our last and, and definitely not least uh, of everything that you've uh, shown us today. It was the first uh, home run that uh, Rusty Saab hit as an Expo. Against the Mets on uh, on opening day in April My on April ninth, wow! In 1969, and I bought a few pieces from uh, Rusty's uh, collection. He had sold everything in one shot about ten years ago. So um, again, like when you buy it straight from a player, it doesn't get any better right than that. So you know, it, in collecting, provenance and uh, history dictate what what you like. You know, what's on your uh, your bucket list of things you need? Mm. Good question. Uh, Ken Singleton. I am so looking for a Ken Singleton jersey, jersey? from his time with the Expos. Uh, never come across one. And uh, hopefully, you know, it, it'll happen. It just, I hope I'm still around to to collect it. But I think I think uh, I'll get that. But that's one of my biggest things that I want to get. And I, I have a Royals uniform. I'd like to get another one. Those are hard to come uh to come around to it's on my uh, Facebook page too. Uh, Rod Lisenby, who used to be uh, a Montreal Royal, his only claim to fame was apparently he fanned Babe Ruth three times in 1927. Wow! 
and we're talking murderers right, row. You're talking right. about a, year. a great team. Yeah. And he was able to uh, strike out Babe Ruth three times. He bounced around a million teams. Uh, they don't mention it was in 250 at bats. No, but, uh, but the, the, no, in one game. I know. I'm joking. That's it. I'm exactly. Joking. No, it's in one game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but his also claim to fame. I think he holds the record for most hits allowed in a complete game. Uh, oh. Apparently, the team had no more. Uh, I think it was the A's in the time they had no more uh, relief pitchers, and they let him in there for nine innings. And I believe it was 23 or 24 hits he allowed. Oh boy, kind of like Mills last night in the oh. Blue Jays. Being <laughs> there you to go. Dry. <laughs> uh, Perry Janius, I hope we can do this again sometime. It and, would be and my maybe pleasure. Come in with a whole different. Different uh, sure. slate of stuff. It would be fun.